all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. Well, hello and God bless you. This is Bishop Kevin J. Foreman, pastor of Urban Word Church International, located here in Denver, Colorado, the place where we are changing a generation by changing the way we do church. Listen, I am so excited that you're listening to this life-changing message brought to you by our Taking Over Media Department. If this message is a blessing to you, please email us or contact us to let us know how this message has changed your life. I'd like to invite you to worship if you're here in the Denver area every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. We're located in 1551 South Monroe Street, Denver, Colorado, 80210. That's right off of East Florida Avenue and Colorado Boulevard. I am so excited about our new internet worship campus located at www.uword.org. There you can view services live streaming every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, as well as view our on-demand broadcast as well. I'm so excited about what God wants to do in your life. And remember this, God can do anything but fail in your life. And if God said it, you believe it, and that settles it. Hallelujah. I'm going to minister to you today about building on the right foundation. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, what foundation are you building on? Now, I want to start out by talking about this. Understand this. We've been talking about the importance of wisdom lately. Understand that wisdom is the word of God. Please understand, wisdom of God will not always make good human sense. You know, God will tell you to walk around a city seven times and on the seventh day walk around it seven times and understand that don't make good human sense. But it made good sense to what God's purposes were. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, in this script, in this text, I want us to look there that the rock was the word of God. Please understand the Bible says in John that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. So Christ is not just Christ, but he is his word. They are one and the same. You cannot have Jesus and not listen and obey his word. You understand what I'm saying? You can't say I'm in love with the Lord, yet you don't do anything he says. You understand? Because then you really don't have Jesus because Jesus is his word. You understand that? So the rock is Jesus. Please understand. The problem with that is that most people pick which parts of the Bible apply to them. Okay, y'all ain't talking. See, I'm going to start out fire today. Please understand, most people pick which parts of the Bible that apply to them. Well, you know, that part of the Bible applies to me because, you know, that's good. I want to talk about the blessing, but I don't want to read this other part over here to say I got to treat my wife right to get it. Okay, okay, okay. I thought you'd get that. Amen. Please understand, either you take it all, baby, or you don't take none of it. God says, I don't want you to be lukewarm. So either you're going to take me at my complete word, or I don't want you to take none of my word. 
Do you understand what I'm trying to say today? Please understand this. The price for a greater revelation of God is a greater responsibility. Please understand the more you know about God, God says the more responsibility I give you for what you do know. Please understand, parents, if you've got kids, your three-year-old doesn't have the same level of responsibility that your 15-year-old does. Because your 15-year-old knows more, so therefore he, should, he or she should be more responsible. Please understand, a three-year-old don't know how to cook. So it'd be foolish for you to look at your three-year-old and say, okay, baby, when I get home, you better have mama some dinner. You ain't going to get nothing but a mess. Do you understand what I'm saying? Please understand, we say, Lord, we want more of you. Lord, we want more of you. Lord, teach us your word. But God says, once I teach you my word, what are you going to do with it? Please understand, I talked about this a couple of weeks. The Bible does not say study to know yourself approved. Please understand, knowing a bunch of scripture for the sake of telling somebody else, I know a bunch of scripture don't mean nothing. Please understand, the devil knows the Bible. Some of y'all got people in your family that think they're better than you because they know more Bible than you do. Do you understand what I'm saying? But Jesus says, Jesus says, Jesus says this. Jesus says, or the Bible says, he says, I don't just want you to study so that you know something. I want you to study so that you can show somebody something. If you got so much of that word in you, show it to somebody. If you say God is love, show somebody God's love. Talking about I love the Lord and you meaner than a junkyard dog. You don't love God. Okay, all right, okay, I'm going to leave that alone. Please understand this, please understand this, please understand this. When we build everything around the word of God, we can never fail. You don't hear what I'm saying. Please, when we build our lives upon the principles, y'all, that God teaches us and the principles that God gives us, it is impossible for us to fail. Because we're building on the right foundation. That's why when you build stuff in your life and it don't last, baby, it's because you didn't build it on God. Because, okay, because if you built it on the rock, the Bible says when the storm comes, it wouldn't have moved. Okay, okay. So you said, Lord, why am I going through all this, baby? Because you didn't build it on the rock. But the good thing about Jesus is Jesus says, even when you make a mistake, I'm God enough that I'll pull you out and I'll pick you up and I'll turn you around and I'll help you to rebuild on broken pieces. What do you do when it seems like everything has gone wrong? God says, I'll pick you up and I'll fix it. Are y'all with me? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Please understand. If you are building on the word, that means that you can only care about God and not people. People's opinions. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? The greatest decisions that you are going to make in your life will not be the most popular decisions. Matter of fact, let me help you because you got some decisions to make. If everybody agrees with the decision you're making, it might be the wrong one. Please understand, to follow God is not always popular with everybody that surrounds you. Please understand, and that's why you got to know who you're walking with. Are you walking with armor bearers or are you walking with pallbearers? You do understand there's a difference. Some people that smile in your face are just waiting on you to fall so they can tell you, I told you so. I told you that giving to God didn't work. I told you that didn't work. Please understand, baby, if you're going to build your life on the rock, which is the word of God, your decisions are not going to be popular. And not just with friends, but with family too. Sometimes you got to learn how to be like Abram. God said, Abram, get away from your family because they're messing with you. Okay, y'all y'all didn't hear what I'm just saying. Now, please understand. Please understand. Just because people or your family don't mean they know what God is doing in your life. 
And sometimes you have to learn how to divorce yourself from the opinions of people and divorce yourself from what so-and-so think and divorce yourself from what mama and them said. Because if you're going to build on the right foundation, you got to build with God. Somebody say the right foundation. Please understand this. Now, listen to this. Now, in this text we looked at, there were two things they talked about. The first thing was about, build, or the second thing, rather, was about building on sand. Now, to build on sand is to build your life around people's opinions. Please understand, please understand, we, we, we have become too prideful. Okay, I didn't get no, I guess I ain't going to get no runners off this message today, huh? Y'all ain't going to shout off this one, huh? Because we have made a reputation for ourselves. Okay, okay. Watch this. Please understand. We now care about the way other people look at us now. So, 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 you know, I got to make sure even if I'm in debt, I got to go charge another dress so I look good on Sunday for the. Okay. Okay. Y'all ain't got to get with me. I'll preach to myself. Please understand. Please understand. So, so we've made a reputation for ourselves now. So we can't even be real with one another, even in the house of God. And that's why it's important that in this ministry, all of that churchy, religious, fake stuff, I ain't having that up in here. Because in this house, you can come broke, busted, messed up, and watch God fix you. You won't be churchy, there's another one down the street. You won't be religious, that ain't what we do up in here. Religion ain't saved nobody. Being religious. Oh, no, you got to wear this. You got to watch this. So what we've done is we've made an opinion. Excuse me. We've made a reputation for ourselves. And so now when we make decisions, we don't listen to just what God says. We're concerned about what so-and-so going to think. Okay. So what if I actually go to the church God's speaking me to go to? I'm worried because mama and then we've been going here for 20 years. So I'm worried about what mama. Well, what if I actually take the job I believe God's telling me to take? I, well, what's so-and-so going to think? And what's so-and-so going to think? And please understand, God says, you're building on the sand if you build around people's opinions. Please understand, sometimes you got to learn when God speaks to you not to tell nobody. Please understand, Joseph went through trouble, but I'm here to tell you he didn't have to go through that trouble. Joseph's problem was he told the wrong people the wrong information. I know it preaches real well to say that he went through hell and God pulled him up and God took him out the pit. And under, please understand, that preaches real nice. But understand this, if Joseph would have shut his mouth, his brothers would have never sold him into slavery. He could have got there without going that way. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes God will speak something so great to you that you just got to be excited about it, but you can't tell nobody about it. Because people's opinions will sabotage what God is telling you. Well, you know, yeah, you God will tell you to become a real estate investor and you'll go tell somebody, well, you know the market is going down. Okay, all right, I'm okay. All right, let me move on. Next point. Building on the sand is being motivated only by money or by personal gain. If we make decisions, y'all, simply because of money or simply because of what's in it for us, God says you're building your life on the sand. Never take a job just because it pays more than your current job. Please understand, everything that glitters, baby, is not gold. Okay, I just said something right there. Please understand, when we make decisions, well, I'm going to get this house because it's cheaper than the other one. Please understand, you don't know what's up in that house. You got to make decisions because that's what God has told you to do. And if God don't say do nothing, then you do nothing. Don't think that you got to do something just so that everybody else will be satisfied. If God don't say nothing, then you don't do nothing. Okay, okay, 
Okay, I'm, a, I'm a, okay, okay, all right, next point, amen. If we make decisions based off of low self-esteem or low self-image, you're building on the sand. Bishop, what are you talking about? You know you're better than a situation or than a particular relationship you're in, yet you settle for it so you don't have to be lonely. Okay. I guess the runners, where the runners at? Where the runners? Watch this. We build on the sand when we build from a wrong self-image. If you struggle with low self-esteem, please understand, Jesus has said, I've come to restore you back to who I've made you to be. And so please understand, don't you ever let anybody make you feel bad about being who God has made you to be. So what, you got a few extra pounds. Please understand where I'm from, that's called good loving. I know up in Colorado, you know, it's all about being, you know, skinny, and that's okay. Well, you take your pick, please understand. God got somebody for you, though, you understand? I used to get real self-conscious. I'm going to be real transparent. These are my confessions. I got to confess something. Uh, you know, I used to be really, really, <laughs> I used to be really, really uh, uh, self-conscious about, because uh, where I'm from, uh, the, the, the men are built differently. And so I'm going to stop right there. I'm just going to leave it right there. And so I used to be self-conscious because I said, God, why, how, how come, see, they pants, they ain't got to get special ones because how they, huh? Okay, y'all ain't saying that. <laughs> you know, I, I was short, but. You know, my waist didn't match my length, you know, so I had to get custom made and special. Okay, y'all, y'all look at me crazy all day. I'm just trying to be real with you. And I used to be self-conscious about it. Well, shoot, they're going to know I had to go get my pants, you know, special fix. You understand? Cause they, and then, wait a minute. And then I, then I got a revelation that, wait a minute, this is who God has made me to be. And God was so awesome that when he made you, he said, now let me outdo myself. Let me make somebody totally different. Thank God for what you got. If you skinny, love your skinny self. If you thick, love your thick self. Single woman, don't you let no man come in and make you feel bad and you ain't this and you ain't that. You better tell him when to step. You can't encourage me to listen. You got to go. And I'm for real. Please understand, if we make decisions based off, of, uh, uh, based off of a low self-image, please understand, we will make bad decisions. Please understand this. Please understand this. We got to learn how to be content and happy in who God has made you. Please understand, you got to learn how to stop running behind people and start following God. Do you know that most churches grow today because a bunch of people get sick of this, and then so they say, oh, I'm going to go over here because they got so-and-so doing their music now, so let me run over here. And then in a few years, then they move and they run over here. So what happens is, is churches, it looks like they're growing, but they're not really growing. It's just transfer. Please understand, please understand, please understand, because people are running behind folk and not listening to God. You got to be able to say, if this is what God has told me, I got to follow what God has told me and not what you think is best for me. Because last time I checked, he was the creator. So how would it be possible for the creation to tell the creator more about itself? It is impossible for me to tell the maker of my car more about my automobile than they do, than they know. It's impossible. I don't know. Matter of fact, I don't know half of what the car does. I know, but when I put that thing in, in the key in the ignition, vroom. So as far as I'm concerned, it's a good deal. Do you understand what I'm saying? Look at somebody and say it's a good deal. Please understand this. Please understand this. We build on the sand when we think we know everything. I'm 45 years old. I didn't see it at all. 
Okay, y'all. Okay, y'all ain't saying nothing. I know it's rough for Sunday morning. I, I, I know. For the first time, I'm sorry. I ain't trying to scare y'all. I'm just, I'm trying to get us to a place to where we can get results in our life. We can't get results jumping and screaming and hollering and shouting all day and not learning nothing. How was service? Oh, we shouted. That don't mean God was there. That means you got sweaty. Ooh, baby, we just shouted for two and a half hours. Wow, you got a workout. Praise God. But did you get something? All right, I'm going to leave that alone. Understand this, understand this. Look at this. Both people, one built on the rock, which is the word, one built on the sand. Both people had storms, but one survived and the other didn't. So what does that teach us? Please understand, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes that it rains on the just and on the unjust. So trouble is coming no matter who you are, where you live, where you come from, who your mama name is. I don't care that they counsel people. Please understand, you're going to have some issues. Because somebody say issues. The question is, what kind of life are we building? Understand this. There's a difference between a good idea and a God idea. Watch this. The Lord spoke this to me a week ago, Sunday when I was driving home. He spoke this to me. He said, son, what most people do is they build with me, but they don't build on me. I'll say that again. God says, the reason why most Christians don't see victorious lives and they always getting excited about something that never seems to happen for them is because they build with me, but they don't build on me. Bishop, what's the difference? Please understand. The difference is very simple. Understand this. Understand this. When we build on him, he is the center of our motives. He is the center of our heart. Everything I do, I do because he said, and if he didn't say it, I don't do it. Just because so-and-so down the street is doing it don't mean that I got to do it because I got to do what he told me to do. I'm not responsible for what God told so-and-so. So watch this. There's a difference between a good idea and a God idea. Please understand this. Please understand. I used to ask the Lord when stuff wouldn't work out. I used to ask the Lord. I said, Lord, why is it this working? And he, you know, he, he, you know, he, you know, he would, he's, he's a nice, loving God. But sometimes he's, he becomes daddy. And, you know, and daddy, you know, fathers, you know, some, I know sometimes we put kids in time out and that kind of stuff. But I, I grew up in an environment where we, we had belts and stuff. <laughs> I, I'm not saying beat your kids. I'm just saying that's how I grew up. Timeout didn't work for me. I'd use that. I'd start a business when you put me in timeout. <laughs> timeout was the wrong thing for me. I beat and made a million dollars in the corner. <laughs> Got on a computer and watch this. Watch this though. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. God says, stuff that fails when you do it, it's because I didn't tell you to do it. Okay, okay. I know that's tough. We got to get it. There's a lot of stuff we do because it's good to do. But God didn't say to do it. And if you do stuff because it's good to do, but God didn't say to do it, God says, then you didn't build on me. You built on the sand. And so when the storm comes, whatever you built, since I didn't build it, you built it in vain. Okay, so Bishop, what are you trying to say to me? I'm trying to say to you that when we build on God, the Bible says that he is the chief cornerstone. And if you know anything about building, you know anything about major, you know anything about that, you know that that chief cornerstone is very critical to the success of the entire building. Do you understand what I'm saying? Matter of fact, on some churches they build and they call the cornerstone and they put all the deacons and the trustees and everybody that was part of the. Some of y'all know you came to the Baptist church. Some of y'all know. 
Understand this, though. Understand this. God says, I am the chief cornerstone, and either you will build on me or you will build with me. What's the difference? When we build with God, we consult him. But a consultation is only needed for a specific assignment to be fulfilled. Please understand, if you do construction, you understand that you have contractors and you have subcontractors. And understand, if you go into building a home, you'll have a general contractor who's responsible for the overall project. But he will subcontract certain things to other companies. And God says, that's what the body of Christ has been doing. They've been subcontracting me when they needed me. Preach, Bishop. Okay. Watch this. Watch this. God says, you know you're building with me when you only consult me after you did something. Okay. 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 Well, God, what do you think about that? Well, God, what do you think about that? And God says, I didn't tell you to do none of that. Okay. Y'all ain't. Y'all. Okay. Okay. I'm going to make this real plain because this is very important. Understand this. God, uh, God says, listen, a lot of what we build, he never told us to build. That's why it doesn't work. But God says, since I won't interrupt your free will, I'll let you do it. He says, I'll let you do it. Look at somebody and say, he'll let you do it. And that's the scary thing. There's only one scary thing about God is that God will let me actually do what I want to do. That's good. Please understand, I know people that pray, well, if God don't want me to marry this person, then he'll stop the marriage. That ain't true. Well, if God don't want me to buy this car, he won't let the financing go through. That ain't true. I know that sounds really nice because then we can start blaming stuff on God and the devil. But that ain't how this thing works. God says, whatever you put your mind to do, that is what you're going to do. And God says, I won't interrupt you. In fact, the Bible says in Romans that what I'll even do, God says, I'll give you over to your own debased or reprobate mind to do whatever it is that you want to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Watch this. Okay, y'all got to go. Are y'all still with me this morning? Because y'all ain't shouting a lot today, so I need to make sure. (laughs) Watch this. God wants us to build our lives on a revelation of who he is is i heard something my spiritual father i heard something he said last week we come to one church yet we worship many different versions of god i'll say that again we come and we say we're worshiping christ the lord we're worshiping the king we're worshiping yahweh we're worshiping god but the problem is is you're worshiping on a revelation that you receive Watch this. Listen to me. Listen to me. So what ends up happening is we're lifting our hands, but to many different versions of God. Listen to me. Please understand. The Jews had a revelation of God through the Torah. First five books of the Bible. But God says that's not good enough because you only know me through deeds. You don't know my heart. Just because you do good doesn't mean you are good. The porn industry just gave $30 million to charity last month. Okay, anybody want to shout for porn? Real quiet, yeah, 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 real quiet, real quiet. But you get the point. Watch this, watch this, listen to this, listen to this. The Jews know God through the Torah, first five books of the Bible, through the law. There were, there were I think, 623 or 624 or something like that, 613 mitzvah. They were laws, commandments in the Torah, things they had to do. And watch this. God says, that was good for then, but now I've shifted. Do you understand what I'm saying? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You may know God through what your mama told you about him. Okay. And so then we come up with all these old wives' tales. You know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. That ain't true. 
if you're trying to keep secrets, it ain't wise to write a book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Lord wrote a tell-all, yet he's mysterious. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. God, God don't like ugly. Some of y'all know your mama told you that. You better quit, boy. God don't like ugly. You're going to go to hell. I heard a joke, but I can't say it in church because y'all really think I'm crazy. So I'm going to stop right there. Watch this, though. You may know God through something somebody told you about God. But God says until you get a true revelation of who I am to you, you can't properly build. See, because some of us are worshiping a God that we think if we don't worship him, we're going to hell. Other people are worshiping a God that think we can do anything and ask for forgiveness and it'll be okay. The problem is, is there's not unity about the God that we're worshiping because we've never got a true revelation of him. We got a revelation of church. We know how to have church. We know how to build churches. We know how to have picnics. We know how to have fried chicken dinners. But have we got a true revelation of Christ? Paul got a true revelation of Christ. And so Paul, the Lord, knocked him off his animal and he said, Paul, this is me. And the Bible says in Corinthians, Paul said he got caught up into the third heaven. Now, I need to teach you. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? I need you to go with me. The third heaven is where God dwells. That's where the throne of God is. Paul got a true revelation of who God was. Do you know why the demons listened to Paul when Paul cast them out? Not because he was in church all day, but because the demons saw him. Okay, I just said something. Listen, listen, I just said something. Watch this, watch this. Job, are y'all with me? Because if y'all ain't with me, I'm going to stop and just start hollering and hooping at you. Oh, God, make a way. Won't he do it? <laughs> I can hoop. <laughs> watch this, watch this, watch this. In the book of Job, the Bible says that they were in a heavenly board meeting. Job chapter 1. And the Bible says that the sons of God came, which are angels, and that Satan came also among them. It's in the book of Job. Watch this. Watch this. So they came into the third heaven is where they went. It's where God sits. God don't get up to leave the throne to go to a board meeting. Are y'all with me? Get it? Satan was also among the sons of God. Please understand, we got to get a revelation of this. One of the books I wrote is called The Revelation of Satan. Please understand, he is not what society and Christianity has made him to be. He is not why you got into bankruptcy. He's not why your last marriage didn't work. The devil didn't do nothing. He's an adversary to us, used by God. Watch this. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. Satan was among them in the third heaven. So why, when the sons of Sceva went to try to cast out a demon, they said, Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you? Watch this. I need y'all to get this. Where did Paul go? The third heaven. Where the sons of God were, and who was also among them? Is it clicking? Watch this. The demons didn't listen to him just because he greased himself down before he left the house. You know, Christians, you know, we get real greasy. Hallelujah. Then, you know, you grease down real good. And that means you're spiritual because you're real greasy. 
And then, oh, don't let the oil start falling on your clothes. Then you really feel anointed then because, you know, Lord, I got to replace this shirt. But the anointing's on me. That ain't why they listen to Paul. That ain't why Je they listen to Jesus. They listen because in the third heaven they saw him. Okay, so y'all didn't get it because you would have shouted greater there. Understand this. The third heaven is where God himself dwells. Paul was in the third heaven and he saw God for who God really was. And he looked at the enemy and said, that's you? You didn't hear what I just said. Understand what we make enemies in our life aren't really that big. You give more credit to the devil than you do to God. God ain't some punk sitting up scared of what the devil's getting ready to do. God has no competition. It's ridiculous. In the last days, it's going to be a battle between the devil and God. How can the devil battle his creator? I just said something right there. God has no competition. God has no enemies. You have to be at his level to be his enemy. Okay, all right, I'm okay. So, Bishop, what are you trying to get me to understand? I'm trying to get you to understand that what got Paul there was his worship. Worship takes us into the presence of God. Watch this. Watch this. And when we get into the presence of God, watch this. God says, now I can reveal to you who I am. You ain't going to get him just studying the book. You ain't going to get him just studying the book. God says, if you don't know how to worship me and come into my presence and enter my gates with thanksgiving and enter my courts with praise and step into the holy of holies, if you don't know how to do that, you'll never see me. So you'll never be able to build. Jesus said, on this rock, I will build my church. What was the rock? The rock was the revelation of who Jesus Christ was, not Peter. Peter didn't even see Jesus. That's why Peter didn't get to go be the greatest missionary. God didn't let Peter go to Asia because Paul was the only apostle that actually saw Jesus for who he really was. Peter knew him through the Torah, but Paul knew him face to face. You can argue with my theology all day long, but you cannot argue with the fruit that I bear because of my experiences. See, people can tell you all day, God ain't real. But then you can step back and say, wait a minute, but you don't know where I was a year ago. Look at what God has done in my life. You can't argue with my experiences. You can argue Bible with me. You can argue Torah, grace of law. You can argue that with me all day long. Don't make no difference. You can't argue with the fact that I saw him. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Luke 4, 18. Watch this. God says, God says, and I'm almost done. God says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and set at liberty them that are bruised. Watch this. The only way to know God, watch this, is when you become brokenhearted. People don't want to pray when stuff's going right. I said this last week. Matter of fact, some folk only come to, come to church when stuff's going real rough. Oh, girl, I had a rough week. Let me get to church. Watch this. Watch this. God says, I'm close to the brokenhearted. 
And you get a broken heart when other people reject you and other people let you down. And God says, that's the only time you'll let me in. So God says, I'll let you go through hell. I'll let you go through trouble. I'll let you go through high water so that your heart can become broken because that's when you open yourself up to me. Okay, I just said something right there. I just said something right there. Understand this. We really know God when we ain't got nothing to turn to but him. See, when you got money in the bank, please understand things look a little different for you. Please understand when your relationship is going good. Woo, thank you. Mm -hmm. But let stuff start going a little wrong. Watch this. Watch this. Get this. Get this. Watch this. You let God in when others let you down. Watch this. And your heart is broken. Heart comes from the, one of the Greek words, cardia, means the seat of the man, means the, 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 the seat of his decision. It literally means the mind of man. God says when your heart is broken, your mind is torn, and you become unsure of where you are and what you're doing. If you've ever had a broken heart, you, 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 you cried for no reasons. You shouldn't up at work. Somebody said you want a burrito? Oh, God. Jimmy used to bring me burritos. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Watch this. Watch this. When your heart gets broken, God says, that's when you let me in. Watch this. And God says, I want broken people before me. Please understand. And here's how you know you're broken. Lord, how do I know that I'm broken? God says, you're not broken if you still make decisions because of what people think. Or your praise it is, is inhibited because you're scared of what people are going to say. What if I actually stand up and shout and clap? What's so-and-so going to think about me? God says, you ain't broken yet, so you ain't ready to be promoted yet. God says, until you stop making a reputation for yourself, that's when you're broken. Do you understand what I'm saying? Please understand this. Please understand this. You know you're ready for the next level when you ain't too proud to admit where you are and you ain't too proud to ask for help. Well, I don't like asking people for help. Well, then you ain't broken yet. Okay, I'm going to give you another shout to get that right. You ain't broken yet until you're not afraid to be real with God and real with people. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The greatest freedom, y'all, is freedom from people, including you. When you get free from you and when you get free from people, that's the greatest freedom to have. Because, see, then I no longer, it's no longer about what so-and-so wants. It's about what God told me. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Please understand this. For some of y'all, please understand this. Please understand this. God says, I have let trouble come into your life to reduce you to the point to where you don't have anything else but me. Your paycheck getting cut, this ain't working, that ain't working. And God says, I've reduced you to the point. Now, I'll meet your needs. Don't worry about your needs. But God says, I've got to reduce you to the point to where you have nothing to turn to but me. Because as long as you got options, you'll always take the easy way out. It takes time to build relationship, y'all. Am I helping anybody or am I just preaching? The it takes time to build relationship. You don't start dating somebody for a week and get married the next week. And if you do, you ain't going to last. We just fell in love. Love at first sight. That's a lie. You was lusting at first sight. You wanted to get some. Okay. All right. Okay. That's too, that's too much for Sunday morning. Amen. I'll keep that on Wednesday night. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Glory to the Lord. He's got great things in store. Hallelujah. <laughs> that ain't love. It takes time to build love. Love is a decision, not a feeling. Love is patient, kind, long-suffering. Those are decisions that you make. If you love me, that means you're going to be patient with me until I get it together. Stop saying you love your spouse and you ain't patient with them. Well, it's taking all this time. You're the one married them. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb. He's high and lifted up above the temple. Watch this. God says, so where I've got you is that either you'll trust me all the way or you'll stay in the state you're in. Do you understand what I'm saying? God says, either you'll trust me all the way. See, we, 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 a lot of us, we say we trust God, but we really have trust in our jobs. As long as that check keeps coming, we'll go to God. Hallelujah, Lord. Let them give you a pink slip. And then God says, now, where's your trust at? Because if you understood that they weren't meeting your needs anyhow, I was, okay. God says, I've been the one meeting your needs. He is your source, not a job, not a relationship, not people. God says, I'm your source. And either you're going to build on me or with me. And if you build with me, it won't stand. Building with God means you only consult him. You don't build on him. Listen to this. I'm almost done. Listen, am I helping anybody? Let me just help somebody today. This is prophetic. Uh, for some of you, please understand, you keep praying, Lord, stop the devil. Devil, I buke you. Devil, I bind you. And God says, God says, what you're going through, I sent. That's why when you rebuking, don't nothing happen because you can't rebuke me. Preach, Bishop. Okay, let me, just, let me preach to the internet congregation because maybe they'll get with me. God says the reason why when you rebuke stuff, don't nothing happen is because I'm the one that sent this. Understand God's sovereignty. I'm going to talk about his sovereignty in a minute. He said, well, Bishop, God, God would allow trouble. He allowed the fish to come get Jonah because Jonah was messing up the trip for everybody else. Okay, okay. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? God says, God says, what I've got to do is I've got to break you down to the point to where there's all this mess no longer matters to you. And if I break you down to where there's nothing but foundation left, now I can get in the place I was supposed to be in your life. And I can't compete with some lover. I can't compete with some relationship. God says, I'm a jealous God. So he said, I'm not going to compete with your job. I'm not going to compete with nothing. So he says, I'm going to break you down to the point to where you don't have any options but me. People that you used to call in the middle of the night when you were going through something, they phone disconnected. God says, I'm going to get you to a point to where you trust me for real. Watch it. Here's why we got to celebrate that. Because God would never allow us to go through something to kill us. Please understand, please understand. Okay, I, I got to move, I got to move. Please understand, please understand. When you build on God, he's the focus of everything you do. He's the foundation. Please understand, the foundation is, is what everything else is built upon. I do it because daddy told me to do it, not because it's a good thing to do. I do it because God gave me a revelation that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Don't get into business just because everybody else is making money in it because you may get into it and make nothing. Because unless God says to do it, God says, I didn't tell you to build there. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? Please understand this. Please understand this. Please understand this. Please understand this. The only way we grow, I'm about to say something, is through trouble. 
Okay? Watch this. Infirmities are orchestrated by God. And the devil is used as a puppet to get the job done. You didn't hear what I just said. Please understand, God authorized what happened to Job. And he said, Satan, now you go do it. Because please understand, the same God that gives can't be the same God that takes. That's why Job said, the Lord give it, the Lord take it away. Job said that out of his anger. God cannot give you something and then take it back. So he uses Satan as a pawn. Anybody play chess? You understand that pawns are dispensable. God says, God says, so I orchestrated the infirmity that you got. Paul said, Lord, can you take this thorn in my flesh three times? God says, no, I'm not taking it. My grace is sufficient. Now deal with it and build on me. Look at somebody and say, deal with it. Stop whining about what you've been through because I'm here to tell you other folks that have been through it too. You ain't the only single mama. You ain't the only woman with three kids. You ain't the only this. You ain't the only one been through a bad man. Matter of fact, everybody stand on your feet. I want to prove something to you. Everybody stand on your feet. I want to prove something to you. I want to prove something to you. Hallelujah. Standing feet. Amen. I'm almost done. How many people, and sit down once if this is you, how many people you've ever been in an abusive relationship? Go ahead and take a seat. If you've been in an abusive relationship, verbally or physically, go ahead and take a seat. Don't be worried about folks looking around you. They're going to know who it is. Just take a seat. How many people you've ever went through a very bad financial situation, whether it be bankruptcy, you lost a lot of money, you take a seat. How many people have ever been lied on by people and what they were telling was a lie and it wasn't f true, didn't have no rightness to it? Take a seat. Okay, that's about the church, okay? All right, you understand? You understand? So I went through four things. You're not the only one. And if you quit trying to be bougie with folks and be real with folks, you can get healed. All right, okay, I'm going to leave that alone. Okay, please understand this. Affliction causes growth. <laughs> that's why Paul said I glory in my infirmities because Paul got a revelation of who God really was and Paul knew that whatever he was going through God was orchestrating it Paul said I get excited when stuff starts going wrong because that means it's time for me to grow look at somebody and say grow baby grow the children of Israel entered Egypt as 75 people, yet over 430 years turned into over 2 million. You didn't hear what I just said. And the Bible says the more that the Egyptians afflicted them, the more they grew. Let people lie on you. The more they lie, the more you're going to grow. Baby, that's just called PR. They got to find out one way or the other. You understand what I'm saying? You ought to get you a website, put your picture on it, say, yeah, it's me. She thinks she all that. Baby, I know I'm all that because I know who God has made me to be. And just because I ain't running up behind you. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. The children of Israel would have died in the land they were in. But watch this. The Egyptians, when they were in affliction, the Egyptians taught them how to make buildings with no straw. The Egyptians taught them how to take nothing and make it into something. Your trouble is what teaches you how to do well. Pharaoh thought he was doing something to him when he said, take the straw away and let them make bricks. But he didn't understand that the blessing rested on them. And since the blessing rested on them, you weren't hurting them. You were bringing out hidden potential. Okay, okay. People think they hurt you. I don't love you no more. You ain't hurting me. You making me grow. 
This ain't working out. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Glad we came to this conclusion before we talk, okay? All right, man, amen. Watch this. Paul said, I glory in my affliction because I can't die until my purpose has been fulfilled because I'm building on the foundation of who God is. And God is love. And God says, listen, since I love you, I've got to build you. And my only way to build you is to allow you to experience affliction. Are y'all with me today? This is, I'm almost done. That's why the Lord says, the enemy can come in like a flood. But God says, watch. I put up a standard against him. Why? Because you're building on the rock. The rock is the word of God. Somebody says the word of God. Please understand, I got one more thing to bring to you. Y- y- y'all all right? Y'all all right? I know it's warm in here. Thank God for when we ain't going to have to be in this hot building. Somebody just shout for that now. Okay, y'all don't know how to shout. I don't know if you can see. I lost about 45 pounds just in the last... <laughs> Bible says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but rules of darkness, and principalities, and rules of darkness, and high places. Watch this. Watch this. Please understand. Please understand. The body of Christ has made that real weird. I'm in spiritual warfare. <sighs> Hallelujah. They look constipated, you know. Look, like They need some prunes more than anything else. Be like, baby, I know what you're fighting with. Go get her some prunes. That's all she needs. She constipated. Spiritual warfare, understand this. What we wrestle against is not the devil. You didn't hear what I just said. And I'm and Bishop, what are you talking about this for? Because I gotta get you to understand that your fight is with your flesh. Do you understand that? Watch this. This is what are you trying to say to me? I'm trying to say that it takes discipline to live the Christian life. And it's the funnest thing you could ever do. See, people, it's hard being a Christian, man. You, you know, I can't go to the bars no more, you know, because the pastor, you know, he they somebody made. Please understand. It's hard living for the world. It's hard running from the police. Okay, maybe some of y'all. Okay. All right. I'll make you stand up again. It's hard doing that. It's hard getting your head knocked around. Because you don't know who God has made you to be, and so you stay in an abusive relationship. That's hard. It ain't hard living for God when you get a true revelation of who he is. Because when you see him for who he really is, you'll be in love with him. Denzel ain't got nothing on him. For the ladies, you know, I'm trying to see, I got to mix the ministry. I got to make it half woman and half man. You understand? So I got this. You understand? Watch this. Are y'all with me? What we wrestle against, watch this, the word darkness. Now, I taught you this a couple weeks ago in Genesis 1. It says that the earth was without form and darkness was over the face of the deep. Darkness was not referring literally to night, even though crazy things happen at night. And so that's a lesson for you uh, right there. Understand? Uh, uh, I'll leave that alone. I used to have a song about what comes out at night, but, you know. Okay, y'all look at him. Okay, I'll come down there, y'all know. Watch this. Listen to me. Watch this. What we wrestle against is darkness. Darkness is a lack of knowledge. Darkness. Is, people, you know, I, I, people used to tell me uh, churches, some churches, and, and I'm not putting churches down if they do this. They just don't know. Uh, they have deliverance ministries and healing ministries and ministries where they lock people in rooms and, you know, do borderline exorcisms. Talk about that's the deliverance ministry. Watch this. Jesus never wrestled with the devil. He spoke because he knew him, it left. 
All right. And folks talk about, ooh, it's taking three and four hours. Baby, that's because of one or two things. One, either he don't know who you are because you haven't really seen God, or two, it ain't him. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Stop saying, ooh, the devil is in my finances. That's you. That's called bad budgeting, which you need to buy the finance book, which is going to be out just a few weeks. I take you through how to set up a budget. Please understand, we got to stop blaming stuff on the devil. To have some discipline. Ooh, the devil is in my marriage. Because y'all don't talk. Okay, all right. Y'all don't want to hear that. Y'all just want to hear, it's the devil. I bind you. I cast you out. Okay, and that's why don't nothing change. Because it ain't him. Do you understand that? Watch this. Watch this. Bishop, Bishop, understand this. Third world country poverty, African poverty, all those countries. That poverty is caused not because they're cursed, but because they have a lack of knowledge. If the body of Christ would go to those countries and teach them how to set up infrastructure and teach them how to set up trade and teach them how to set up those kinds of things, please understand, if the body of Christ would do that, please understand, they can walk in the blessing too. Their problem is not, is not a problem that they're wrestling against the devil. The devil don't like third world countries. No, their problem is that they don't know nothing. Not enough to make changes. Do you, are y'all getting what I'm saying today? Please understand this. Most of our issues are because of a lack of knowledge talking about I'm in spirits of warfare with yourself okay I, I, I wanted to go slow through here so you could get this please understand we have got to stop spending time with our problems and the devil opposed to worshiping God in your prayer life how much time do we spend praying about problems well God you know I got this fluid on my knee pooking them acting up Lord and you know, my car is messing up. It's because it's old. Okay? You need a new one. Trust God for a new one. Please understand, we spend more time with the problem than we do with the one that can fix the problem. Are y'all with me today? I wanted to go here through slow. Please understand this. When trouble comes into your life, you got to be like Job. Job's first response after the last messenger came on the first day, Job's first response was he fell to his knees and he, and he worshipped. He said, because God, I've got to go talk to you about this. I've got to go see what you're saying about this. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's why it's important. If you can get here at 945, I encourage you because we're in here. We're praying. We're setting the atmosphere. Understand worship makes the difference. Somebody say worship helps me build on the right foundation. Look at somebody else say the same thing. Say worship helps me build on the right foundation. Two more things. Understand this. Our fight, again, I'm going to say to you, is not with the devil. It is with us thinking that we're fighting with him. Do you understand? If you can get distracted and go fight with the wrong person, then you'll never get anything done. Okay, some of y'all don't understand what I'm saying. See, please understand, that, please understand, that's what family trouble is all about, is to get the husband and wife to fight against each other as opposed to turning and being back-to-back -back and fighting against the foolishness out here. Do you understand what I'm saying? Even in your relationships, that's what trouble is about. And you got to be wise about it. Stop blaming the devil. No, y'all got in an argument because ain't nobody ate yet today and it's hot and so y'all mad at each other. So y'all need to go get something to eat right after church as opposed to trying to, 
Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You lead church. You heard what Bishop said, didn't you? Yeah, he was preaching to you. Yes, dude. I'm telling you what. Ooh, we. Thank, and then you know, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and then you try to make the other one angry, like you more spiritual than them. And thank the Lord. Ooh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Preach, Bishop. You hear this? I'm gonna get you that tape. Matter of fact, turn around. Let's go back to the church. You need that tape. Just chill out. Don't say nothing. Get you some water and go eat. Okay, y'all looking to be crazy. Some of y'all, some of y'all get in arguments in the morning because y'all aren't morning people. Don't talk then. Stop blaming the devil because you talking when you irritable. Just stop talking. Just say, baby, you know what? I just let me about one more hour. We can talk. Give me one about one hour. I understand. I'm not a great morning. I don't. I'm not a great morning person. I'm a midday to late evening person. That's when I get most done. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I am. That's how I'm built. And so when people would call me before eight o'clock in the morning, you know, sometimes you know, and I, I always love the Lord, but sometimes I didn't display that love. You know, what? But well, I just call it. Well, for what? It is too early. And so I learned, first off, that I need to quit being all like that. I need to go to bed earlier. I didn't have to pray for that. It's called wisdom. You understand that? If you know you get irritable when you don't eat, why do you try to go the whole work day being Superman? I'm going to eat when I get home. No. You need to go, go stop by making, do something. Get you a Big Mac or a double cheese or something. Get you a Subway. Look, they got six-inch subs, brother, for two seventy nine. With taxes, 304. You cannot. And you sitting here getting mad and going in spiritual warfare because you're hungry. In the, in the Greek, there is one Greek word for spirit. It is the word pneuma. Now, there are three definitions for that word spirit. I got to move quickly. I'm over time. The three definitions for that word spirit. One is the spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit. Two is the spirit of man which is the, 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 the morale of man. The spirits were high. You understand that? And the third refers to spirits of an evil nature. Now, there's only one Greek word for all three meanings of that word spirit. Are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? Now, understand this. Understand this. What God did with the enemy is he took his power. Colossians 2.5, God says, I've disarmed the principalities. And I'm teaching you about this because you need to know what we're dealing with. You understand that? But God did not strip him of his talent or his gifts because the gifts of God are without in other words, God says, what I gifted him with, I'll never take it. Do you understand that? That's what I talked about earlier. What Satan does is he makes music to influence the culture. Please understand, I said this last week. When you listen to the Isley brothers, you don't start lifting your hands and worshiping. You're thinking about, don't make me do it, y'all. Don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. Y'all just shout so I don't have to do it. Don't make me do it. You ain't thinking about the Holy Ghost. You're not thinking about spiritual things. When they come on, talk about, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to cut you. I'm going to tell your mama. All this kind of stuff. Please understand. You ain't thinking about holy things. Somebody said, well, Bishop, I just, that's why I just listen to smooth jazz. You know, I listen to Sade and, you know, I listen to stuff like that. Please understand. Please understand. Please understand. Please understand. If what you're listening to does not focus you on God, then what you're listening to is a distraction. Now, Bishop, what are you trying to say? I need to throw away my second music. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is you got to understand that culture is influenced because that's how the enemy influences the world today, through music. Go back 10 years. Whatever was going on in music came over into culture. 
Go back to the, okay, come, some of y'all, I'm going to take you back. Go back to the 60s. Understand what they was doing in music was what was going on in the culture. Go up 10 years. What they were doing in music was reflective of what was happening in the culture. Are y'all still with me? Now, understand this, understand this, understand this. Uh, and I talked about this. Uh, Satan's role, and I'm talking about this so that you understand that he's nothing. He's nothing. You build on God and you focus on God and you don't worry about him. More people, you know, it's amazing. I was watching Christian TV this morning and he spent a whole 90 minutes talking about the power of the devil. I said, that's foolish. God is sovereign. God ain't some little boy sitting in a room scared of what the devil's doing. God sent him to do it. Okay, all right, I'm going to leave you alone there. Amen, you need to get the book, amen. Hallelujah, understand this, understand this. Satan has been used as a pawn for God. In other words, God had him to change assignments. Please understand, in Exodus, he was Pharaoh. In Genesis, he was the serpent. Please understand, with the children of Israel and the, and, and the people of Judah, please understand, he was Nebuchadnezzar. For Christ, he was Judas. Are y'all with me? The Bible says Satan entered Judas. Watch this, watch this. Here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. What I'm trying to get you to understand is opposed to dealing with negative, focus on God. As opposed to fighting the devil, focus on God. Please understand this. Please understand this. You know you're building on the right foundation when your first response to trouble is worship. Because you've been broken down from all the foolishness. You see what I'm saying? The foolishness don't matter anymore. When they tell you something crazy, you just, oh, thank you, Jesus. Ha hallelujah. See, don't just shout when you get a new house or a new car. You got to learn how to shout when, when they come and take the car and when they say that you're going to foreclose on your house because they gave you a bad loan. That's when we really shout because God says, now that's when I'm getting ready to grow you. I'm getting ready to stretch you. And stretching and growth can be uncomfortable. I'm thinking about having my knees longer so I can be taller. They tell me it's going to hurt. I'm just playing. You know. <laughs> I'm tired of being short, though, you know, amen. <laughs> watch this watch this the sovereignty of God please understand I said this God is so awesome that he plays chess with himself he has no enemies he has no competition the Bible says the heart of the king is in his hand so you think your boss is against you God says I got his heart right here in my hand I'll turn it this way if I want to and I'll turn it this way if I want to you, you, you think banks are against you because you made a few credit mistakes. No, God says, I got their heart in my hand. I don't care what their matrix says. I'll turn it to do what I want it to do. I'll make your credit score jump up 100 points on the day you go for the loan if I want to because I'm sovereign. He's got all power. Nothing is going on that he hasn't allowed and orchestrated to go on because he's sovereign. Do you understand that? And since he's sovereign, I don't worry. I don't worry because he's sovereign, because he's in control. Nothing's going on that he hasn't orchestrated. Are y'all still with me? Understand this. Understand this. I got some good news. I got some bad news. What y'all want first? Well, let me give you the good first, because that's the order I got it in my notes. Watch this. In 18 days, we come on Rosh Hashanah. I'm done. I'm totally done. Rosh Hashanah. Understand, it's the year of release. God says, what I got to do in your life now is you may be in some of the most intense attacks in your life now because God says, I got to bring order to your life before I can release anything to you. God says, I got to bring order to what you're going through. I got to bring order to what you're dealing with because if I bless your life and it's out of order, then the blessing won't stay. You'll have holes in your pockets. 
See, understand this. Understand this. Over these next couple of weeks, understand whatever trouble you go through is about getting order. God says, I cannot bless disorder. Psalms 133. Behold, how good is it and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in unity. Like the precious anointing flowing down even from the beard of Aaron. Watch this. God was saying, I can only anoint stuff that's in order. Even in building a ministry, God says, I can only anoint what's in order. I can't anoint mess. Just because you got a couple of hoops and a couple of riffs and a couple of piano players, that don't mean nothing. It's got to be order. Somebody say order. Please understand this. I need to speak prophetically into your life. Friendships are getting ready to change. So when people walk in or walk out, just relationships are getting ready to change. God's already started doing it in the body of Christ. There's some people that you got hold on, held on to you that will hold you back. And it's not that they mean bad for you. It's just that their purpose for your life has been fulfilled. Remember, everything in life comes with a purpose and an expiration date. Do you understand? And if you hold on to cheese longer than the expiration date, I understand. Please understand. It's going to be green and stanky and nasty. Do you understand that? When you hold on to milk for beyond that sell-by date, you may get three, four days after that. But much beyond that, you try to put that in some cereal. Watch this. God says, I'm changing your priorities. What used to be important to you will shift now. What was first in your life now shall now be last, and what was last shall now be first, because i got to bring order to your life. Understand that. Please understand. God says, even what gives you pleasure is changing. Some of you may feel like you don't even know who you are anymore. That's the good news, because he's stretching you. You may say, Lord, I don't even feel like myself lately. That ain't a bad thing. Ain't nothing going wrong. I'm here to make an announcement to you that everything is going just as planned. Somebody said it's going just as planned. Now, here's the bad news. You ready for the bad news? Here's the bad news. Real quick, I'm going to get to you real quick. Bad news. If, uh, Jeremiah 51, 26. And they shall not take of thee a stone for the corner, the cornerstone, nor a stone for the foundations, but thou shalt be desolate forever saith the Lord. Psalm 118, 22, the stone which the builders refuse is become the headstone of the corner. Watch this. God says, if you don't allow me to do what I'm doing in your life, you will stay where you are forever. Jeremiah 51, 26. God says, don't fight the process. I told you last week at the end of the service, what you're going through, chill out, buckle your seatbelt, and Relax. And some of you may say, well, Lord, but I'm not going through nothing. That means you finished yours early. You was a good student. You took your test, turned it in on time, then had no corrections needed made. But listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. God says, if you reject me as the cornerstone of your life, God says, then you'll never be able to build. And watch this. Listen to me. If we miss this seven year of release this time, it only comes around every so if you don't get your life in order now so God can release things to you, you will have to wait seven years. I don't know about you, but I've already been waiting seven years. I ain't going to wait another seven years for nobody. So either you come correct or you step. Okay, y'all ain't saying nothing. Understand this. Very last thing. Very last thing. I said this. Please understand. Please understand. James 1, chapter 2 through 4. I'll just, I'll just read it uh, and paraphrase it. God says, Tribulation produces patience. Watch this. Patience makes you perfect. I thank God for what I'm dealing with. Because if I can be patient through it and wait on God 
and not get ahead of God, if I'll be patient, please understand, patience will make me perfect. Everybody stand on your feet this morning. Were you blessed by the word today? Were you blessed by the word today? Hallelujah. Um, uh, understand this, y'all. We've got to learn how to lay aside every weight. And in life, when you identify something as a weight that is not helping you to go towards your destiny, you've got to learn how to lay it aside. What I want to do today, I want y'all to put in that Kirk Franklin song, uh, uh, Where the Spirit of the Lord Is. Um, what I want us to do today is I want us to end a little differently today. We're just going to take us a three-minute song. I want us to end with worship today. And uh, because understand this, that this word has got to permeate in your spirit. This is not just another sermon. Again, if you've not been here the last two weeks, I encourage you to go get the CDs. If you're a first-time visitor, they're free for you. Only a dollar if, if you're not. This will be covered the cost. But I need to encourage you in this today, that this word has got to take root in your spirit. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday ah feel the whoa with listerine at bj's you can save two dollars and fifty cents now on listerine products like total care anti-cavity fluoride fresh mint mouthwash or cool mint pocket packs fresh breath strips at your nearest bj's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with listerine discount available through december 24th save now only at bj's 